Yo, welcome to another episode of the 10 Artist Commandments podcast. Today we are talking about commandment number six, trial and error. And I was blessed to be able to get these people on here. One of the biggest duos in the music industry right now. One of the biggest songwriter, producer duos in the music industry right now. These people have written for, there isn't a name you can't name, Beyonce, Rihanna, Ariana Grande, everybody. The top of the top of the industry. We, we are talking to the peak right now. But I know them from our humble beginnings. We're, we're blessed to have known each other since we started. I have the Grammy award-winning duo, Nova Wave. That's Blue June and Chi is in the building right now, man. What's up, y'all? What's up, man? Welcome to the show. What's up? What's up? Thank you so much for having us. Man, for sure. This is a family reunion, man. I met you all when, you know, I was like itching and, and scratching to get in the game. You guys were itching and scratching to get in the game. And we and we came together and, you know, I, I saw the incredible talent from the beginning. But my wildest imagination, I, I couldn't have known. You guys, Grammy, 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 platinum, platinum, just Biggest in the game, you know what I mean? Coming from such a small area of Florida where you guys are from. Well, I know Blue, you're from Florida. She, I think you're, you're from Atlanta. I remember I remember uh, actually going to your mom's house. Yeah, you're from Atlanta. So, man, like you you guys have, I mean, broken all eyes, man. So it's, I'm just I'm just proud and amazed at, to see what you guys have accomplished. Yeah, man, likewise. Thank you. We appreciate it. We learned a lot from you, man. Hey, man, listen, I, I need to come learn from y'all right now. <laughs> I need to come learn from, from you all. So we're, we're here to talk about the 10 Hours Commandments. You guys were able to, to contribute to this book in a major way. And so we were talking about commandment number six, trial and error. And, and Blue, you actually get to, got to speak on this. If you could, could you read that, that excerpt from the book? Yeah, so it reads, do you ever look at your favorite artists and think, man, they have it all figured out? Well, I can tell you right now that they don't. Just the journey of making art in and of itself is the utmost example of trial and error. It may be hard to believe that a song that you didn't love or may not even have even considered for release, only luck or God would have it that it ends up on that album and becomes a single. It turns out millions of people love it and it wasn't even supposed to be released. Imagine that. And when it became a hit, everyone, artists and executives alike, shook their heads and, and bathed in the glory. It never came up again why someone doubted it in the first place. That is no longer relevant. What is relevant, Relevant. the only thing that matters is the fact that it was a hit. It only happens the other way. The song that you believed in with all of your might was released in a single and performed poorly. Remember, the very act of creating is always trial and error. A piece of, it, of art success is always subject to many intangibles, such as current events, timing, shifting societal attitudes, etc. As Grammy award-winning songwriter Blue June of the hit-making Double Wave expresses, you can have it to the wrong artist. Wow. I can only imagine, you know, how many songs you guys have produced and wrote that may have never seen the light of day versus how many hits you have. Like, I I'm pretty sure if you wrote 100 songs on a page, you guys' top 100 are all, you know, chart toppers, right? So let me ask you all this. In this day and age where you all have reached the, the top of the game, do you still consider your production and, and, your, and your writing, the songs that you make, do you still consider them trial and error or do you feel like you kind of know the mark at this point? Oh, that's a good question. I think it fluctuates. I feel like at times you feel like you know the mark and then at times it kind of still feels like trial and error. You know, um, I always just try to consider ourselves students. 
So we never want to quite put figure, never want to quite think we haven't figured out because there's things still that we want to attain, certain artists we haven't written for, you know, certain things we want to do that are taking time. So that feels, almost feels like, well, damn, it's still trial and error, you know? Because um, sometimes you just can't, you can't make it happen at, at a snap of a finger. So I don't know. I think it's just, it just varies, man. It varies. From art yeah. yeah, I would say there are some things that we've collected over the years that we know work. Yeah, that's true. We that's know true. we do this, we change the pre-hook, we do this, we da-da-da, change the melody, start with this. We know the things that can almost guarantee a hit, but like she said, there's still that little bit of creativity and spark that you just need to turn for each and every artist. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I, and I, and I would ask and assume like she... The reason that you know is because of trial and error. Like you tried and you're like, oh, this works. You know what I mean? So you, you figured out with enough trial, you figured out, okay, I know what works now. You know what I mean? You guys are so unique. You're a female duo in the music industry. You know what I mean? And I don't know. It, it seems like just that you have, there's the perception that, you know, females don't do great things in the music industry. But I would say that most successful writers are probably female. You know, I would I would guess that there were more successful female writers than males, to be honest. Um, but with that being said, like, what kind of struggles did you guys have to overcome with being females in the industry? First and foremost, not having to get the respect that we know we deserve as producers, you know, first and foremost. You know, going into sessions and immediately being dubbed as the writers or maybe even the engineers or the assistants and just sometimes not even getting that acknowledgement in a session. That's our session. Having to fight for producer decks, having to fight for equal splits, you know, um, things like that. I, I, I would think that maybe that's something that everybody as, as a producer or, you know, as a writer has to deal with. But I just feel like as, as producers and especially as women of color, I just feel like I harder anyways, you know, add on top of that, you know what I mean? And it's especially like in the pop world and all these different things, man. We've had to come to blows with people. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I, and I know that that being the difficult part, but I wonder if you guys could talk about the, the part that's not difficult because as black females, y'all got the sauce. Y'all know, know what's going on. And I don't know if you get a chance to talk about this often, but what are the advantages of being females in the music industry? I'm glad you asked that question, but she wanted you to um, Advantages, like you said, we have the essence. You know, mm -hmm. even they say that the black woman is the closest thing to God because we can make all races, we can do all things, we are all things. And so, honestly, it's just it's that oomph, it's that energy within us. Just keep it cool, calm, collected. You know, like like you said, we've been in so many situations where we we've had to stand up. You know what I mean? But just in a a, a woman that a black woman only a black woman could handle some of the uh the lashes we've taken if I should say. So yeah. um I mean it's been cool. And I think also too, it just like writers too, just our perspective and some of the things that like, you know, those those niche things that's like those like uh quotables and things like that that have worked for us as writers, just being a part of on what's popping, having the swag, you know what I mean? Having our ear to the streets, being able to just pick up on things and and, and, and add it to the music in a way that feel connected. I think that's our, our superpower. Like, couldn't know how to connect with people. So going back to the quote, Blue, you were saying that you can have the right song and give it to the wrong artist. Has that happened to y'all before? And you don't got to name no names. Yeah. But I'm just curious, has that happened? Happened. 
Yeah, we still kick ourselves this day. Man, we should have saved that song. <laughs> what constitutes the wrong artist? Did they just have a bad, were they in a bad situation? Like, what made them the wrong artist? Uh, to me, it's as simple as the song just not fitting them. Like, the song being bigger than the artist. A timing thing. Like, they were too new. Maybe they just didn't have the vocal range. Or, you know what I mean? Ability to, to pull it off. It's usually something like that. How, how do you go about avoiding that? What was the lesson learned from that? How, how do you avoid making that mistake again? Patience. <laughs> patience. patience. Yeah, I, I think and y'all answered that at the same time, so we I said, know that's the answer. Sometimes now we can find ourselves placing a song that's five, six, seven years old. like Because it's still diamond. So like she said, it's, it's patience right now. It's no rush. It's balance. It's control. We just know the right moves to make. If it doesn't feel right, to you as the producer and the writer, and it's probably just not going to feel right to everybody else because you the one that got the sauce. So let's say you guys are working with a new artist then. Like, you know, how much grace or how much space would you give them to to kind of grow into their own shoes? It's just thinking about trial and error, right? Like, what what's the approach with a new artist? Because it's one thing to give a song to Beyonce and it's another thing to give it to a new artist. And I know you guys work with new artists, so what's y'all approach there? That's a great question. I would say incorporating some of their energy. I think when we made the mistake of giving a song away before, it was just our energy. We tried to place that on top of that particular artist. Mm -hmm. But now we get in the room with people. We make sure, you know, where you from? What you like? Are you in love? What's going on in your life? How you feeling? Where do you live? And so mm -hmm. we just incorporate all of those things into the music when we're attacking a specific person. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Instead of giving them something that it just may not be them. Right, right, right. Like really getting to know the artist. That's super important when you're working with new artists. They say it takes 10,000 hours to master a field. Well, what do you call spending 157,000 hours on one task? Breaking artists. Over my 18 years, I've witnessed the music business change abruptly from year to year. Yet I see artists rise to stardom throughout every era, no matter the landscape. Working directly with these success stories, I've noticed 10 principles that all these artists live by that have helped them conquer their errors. What are the characteristics? What are the traits? What are the practices of a successful artist? What does it take? 10 artist commandments no matter the air no matter the landscape no matter the platform if you want to have a successful career as an artist read this book that makes perfect sense i will get that and then and blue i seen you tweet this and i, I don't know the situation so I'm, I'm i'm asking you on the fly so i saw you tweet something okay. about you were going into the new into the new year as an artist so did I get that right? Did I see that? Yeah, you saw that. That was, yeah. Oh, okay. was that. So, so tell me about that. Well, I mean, um, we actually have, uh, we are featured artists on um, Diddy's new album, The Love Album. It, you know, it, it's time. It's time. It's, it's just one of them things where it's like, you know, it's long overdue. People have been asking for a long time. And I think we were just taking our time the right situation. Found us. And so, you know, um, yeah, it's happening. It's a thing. That's amazing. Congratulations. So let me let me ask you this: What trials do you expect to to face with becoming a new artist? Wow, you throwing out some good ones today. <laughs> I expect it to be just like any other new artist, you know. Um, of course, I've done some amazing things as far as my penmanship goes, you know what I mean, in in, in the game or whatever. But I want to go through the artist development stage. I don't want to be like, oh, okay, I've written a few songs, I can get on the stage and perform. I actually, just had my first performance in London. We just had our first performance. That's I a flex. Like, my first performance in London. That's crazy. You know, and um, <laughs> I really like, like, you know, I got to like make sure like I go to a vocal coach and I learn how like about stage presence and I learn about breathing and 
for all those different things. And I think like even just as far as having to like probably at some point work with other songwriters, that's probably going to be difficult for me. So I just through everything, you know, every, I don't want to miss a step. I want to go because I want to be one of the greatest. Nothing I do, I'm not subpar. I don't go halfway. You know what I mean? I expect to go through every woe that a new artist goes through. But hopefully I can, my, the wisdom that can help me like speed up the process a little bit, but you know. So I was working with Priscilla, which is, of course, money long, right? One of the things that she went through was writing music that was relatable to her audience and finding her audience because she was the type of person that can write a big hip hop record or can write a country record. So so how do you expect it for, for you? Like, I guess, how do you go about choosing the lane you want to go in? Because you can write anything. Good question. I honestly feel like a lot of the stuff that I've written is stuff that I could have probably released, you know, because in a lot of instances, I write from my perspective. A lot of, in just a lot of time, artists just relate to what I say. I, I just don't, I don't think it'll be difficult. Like, I think I'm just an everyday around the way girl. Um, and I think you have a lot of people looking for that homegirl type Mary J. Blige, that total vibe, you know, that brand. You're looking for those things again. I was going to say, I don't even know if that exists right now. Like, that, that's a lane because I, I couldn't say who's doing that right now. Like, wide that's open. Yeah. Yeah, that's fire. So she let me ask you, right? How how do you go about I would deem you as like the executive producer of this, right? You know what I mean? Like if Blue's gonna be the one singing the songs, I'm pretty sure you're gonna be the one. And I'm assuming, but I'm I'm pretty sure you're gonna be the one like executive producing, like making sure you're the ditty of this situation right now, right? So how how do you go about, you know, handling that role? You know, I I think what you do is you just let the talent be the talent and you just put up a little bit of your sparkle, a little bit of like that's great. Let's do it. You know, let's do it a little bit like this. Um, I, I think just being a visionary, being a leader is somebody who knows how to be out of the way, but say, hey, we should do it like this. Just, you know what I mean? Just, just a little sparkle on it. But I mean, like you, like you, I discovered who Blue was in Tallahassee, man. She's an incredible talent, um, second to none. And so for with her, it doesn't really take a lot, you know. But yeah, I mean, just just looking at it from a holistic standpoint and from a business standpoint, and just saying, "Yo, you got everything you need, but let's just let's tweak it just like this." It could be minimal things. It could be, "Hey, let's just change the tempo. Let's change the the key or strings here. We need to do this. We need to do that." And so again, the talent is just the raw talent is what it is. And I was going to say, Blue, I, I, I always, because it, it surprised me when you said the vocal coach, but I guess you may need that for the stage performances, But because your voice was just, it always cut through. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's such a unique voice, right? And I, I will tell you right now on Instagram, on well, social media, period, the one of the top ways to cut through is vocals. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're seeing mostly live performances be the thing that actually gets the the, the uh, views and the likes and the shares. And so what, what I mean by that is, even though you may have the actual song and you can just overlay the song over the content, that's really not what's working. What's working is when they're catching those live vocals in the content, your voice magic. And so I think, I think if you put those live vocals out there, uh, with your content, it's going to go up so much faster because that's literally what's working right now. You got the voice for it. You definitely got the voice for it. So just, you know, a tidbit for me, like use the vocals, yeah. like flex the vocals. And and I'm not saying you got to over sing, just, just sing. So I ain't saying you got to go out there and Aretha Franklin people. I'm just saying 
let your vocals shine through. Let your vocals be like the main, the main thing that they hear. For sure. Thank you. That. I appreciate that. That's great advice. I'll make sure I You know, I'm sure everybody's watching this. It's probably gonna be new songwriters, new producers. So if you guys can take it back to I don't know, even maybe when you first moved to LA, right? Like what was that like for y'all? You know, and when we first moved to LA to me, I can't I don't know if I can speak for cheap, but it felt like a small fish in a big pond, man. It was just like, yo, like, what do we like? You know, we know we know why we're here, but it kind of felt like, what are we doing here? Just trying to find the right network of people to work with, you know, just trying to find people to like believe in the vision, and you know, we fought for that. At some point, we just stopped, and we just started believing in ourselves and said, if you make, the t if you prepare, they will come. Yeah, man. It's just at some point, it's like we came out here. And we would spend, spend stints out here. We would come out here. We only had enough money to come out here for like three months at a time. We would go back to Atlanta again. But we realized when we came here, that's where our grace was. And we could actually take meetings. And things would happen for us. And so we finally one day just decided, let's just move. Like, let's just stop like and commit to it, right? And so I feel like once we committed, God was like, okay, here we go. I'm going to give you favor. We, uh, we we moved here. And within like a couple of, couple of weeks of being here, we ended up doing a session for like with Hit Boy and Beyonce. And she was actually like in the session. What? And, and that turned into, yeah, it literally turned into being like, um, being like in the studio for like, how many? Like two weeks. Two weeks. We got our own little room. Like this was supposed to be one day. And then that turned into getting to when we in 16, when we finally committed to, to moving here. Yeah, in 16, we ended up getting a Kalani single. It came a snowball effect after that. But we just prepared our own table, man. We just literally came here and said, we gonna figure it out. So if I'm a new, if I'm a new act, right, and, I mean, a new writer, because most of the time I would tell people, like, in today's age, it really doesn't matter where you live. But I think the songwriting and producing business is, is so so much more about the network than, than anything else. The talent obviously has to matter. You have to produce, right? You have to make hit records. But the network is so important that as a songwriter producer, it probably does matter where you live. It, even in today's age, what, what do you think about that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm a little like on, on both ends because I just feel like with just like social media, I feel like it's just so easy to just kind of catch somebody. Like you said, like so just by vocals or just by inboxing somebody, you can catch somebody so quickly. Like you can go online and record your demos like live or whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever you want to do, play your music or whatever. And I feel like it's just easy to catch people. Like, I feel like when we were, you had to be in Atlanta. You had to be in LA. You had to be in Miami, New York, one of those places. Like, now, honestly, man, you could be anywhere. Like, you could be anywhere. You just take your songwriter, just meeting the right producer, jumping in Boy Wonders inbox to anybody, you know, and then boom, here you go, sign. I just feel like it's, it's way easier. So, how would you tell, and she, I'll ask you this. So, how would you tell a producer or a songwriter to prepare now? Like, you know, because I, I think, Blue, you said this earlier, like, you know, if you, you, I forget the exact quote, but basically you were talking about preparation. How would how would you tell them to prepare right now if there's a, a brand new songwriter watching this or a brand new producer watching this? Ten solids, whether it's songs, complete songs, ten solid beats, you need ten actual uh, tangible products that you can give to somebody to say, hey, this is consistent, this is my sound, this is where I am. I feel like that's, that, that's pretty much all you you got that in the tub again like she said you're just networking and finding people and you know crazy like even how we all met right so i was interning at grand house uh, i met her on she did some records with Stroud. that was my homeboy interning <laughs> he went and played those records for you you went for boo boo signed 
that's how we ended up with the Rihanna single. You know, so it's like it is. It's that connection. Like you had to have, had to have some product to say. Okay, yeah, this is solid. And I'm gonna say like, go to panels, like go to stuff, like even like last night, uh, we were being honored uh, by Femin Four, and a young lady came up to me and yeah, Femin Four, thank you, and um, and she was like, you know, I'm, I live in New York. She was like, I just, I was um, I thought I wanted to be an A and R, but now I realize I'm a producer and I. You know, I don't have any mentorship. I don't know where to go. And I was like, look, look I'm going to give you my email. I'm like, this is my real email. You know, and so it's, mm -hmm. it's that just, if you're just going, going out and being present, now you can email us and ask us anything you want to you wanna know. You know what I mean? So I just think that people can't skip those small steps. What I was going to say was you really made me think, like, if a, if a producer or a songwriter has those, those 10 solid products that they can share, Man, because of social media, you can make a list of 100 ANRs and DM all 100. And even if three out of those 100 hit you back, now you have three connections. You know what yes. I mean? And you can do that in one day, not, not even a day. You can do that in two hours. And so I, I imagine it, it probably, yeah, so producers, right, listen, it's, it's really just about your hustle. Like the connections are are right there on, on Instagram and LinkedIn and places like that. And right there. I mean, they right in your hands. So you guys have been working with everybody, Beyonce, Brandy, you know, the list goes on and on. You know, there's a big debate in the industry about, you know, who is the best vocalist, but I don't even ask you that. I, was, I just want to know, who, what vocalist do you think is underrated? When, when, they, when they make that list, they don't bring this person's name up. And you're like, yo, this person should be on that list. Who do, who do you think that is? I think she might be on the list, but... To me, like, who she's still underrated vocally is Jasmine Sullivan. Like, that's just, like, raw, church, anointing, oily, like, you know what I mean? It's just, it just touches me in a different way. I don't know. I just feel like she's special. Like, she's, to me, the Aretha's and all those people of our mm. generation. People don't even realize that don't come around every day. All right, Chi, who, who you got? Vocalist. You know, it's crazy to me. I feel like Lauren doesn't get a lot. I feel like she gets like great overall. Like she was just great overall. Like that's you know what I mean. But I feel like vocally, Lauren was nasty. She was nasty. She was nasty. Like she had a whole new swag that has influenced. You know what I mean? Some of the singers that we hear today, like for real. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a good one. Cause I was listening to Kill Softly in the car in London, and it was just it's nothing but vocals, and I was like. This is just nasty. All right, Lauren. And then, so I, I, I want to make a connection here, right? There are so many other very popular, very good female producers, very good female writers. Who haven't y'all worked with that y'all would collab with? Well, shout out to Victoria Monet because she's eating right now. Um, she's a songwriter who's getting her shine as an artist, and I love to see. Her. We did a session, but we had to like catch a flight, so we were like rushed. But we're both big fans of each other, so I would really love to work with her again. Cause she, oh my god! Aside from the moment she's having, I think she's she's uh, truly gifted. I mean, honestly, we we've worked with so many different people. We may have not worked with them in the room. I'm trying to That's think true. of honestly anybody, especially like women producers. I hit them in the inbox and I'm like, "Yo, send me some stuff. Like, let's do some stuff together." Like, it's a couple women that I hit recently. Like, the boys do it, Tommy can't do it. You know, so I'm actively looking for female producers that actually want to work. I think sometimes we've been split, you know what I mean? And it's kind of like everybody has everybody trying to get, it, to, yeah. be, to, to get it and be the one, et cetera. But I, I do think it's some room for some of us to come together and really do some magical work. So just getting back to trial and error, right? Get, if you could give me 
just one, just like what what would be your your biggest mistake that you that you learned from it and later corrected? Like it was a trial and it was an error, but you corrected it. Like now you feel like I will never make that mistake again, but I'm glad I made it because it just taught me so much. And I want to ask that I want to ask that to each of y'all. So y'all separate ones. I think for me personally, is it's just a being afraid to use my voice, like um, figuratively, literally, like letting people kind of when I earlier on tell me who I who they think I should be as a songwriter. I mean, when I came in, it was like Esther Dean was like the biggest songwriter, so I felt like. That was like, oh, I gotta be like Esther Dean. I write songs like Esther Dean, and I think I I wasted a lot of time trying to be her or trying to be the thing, you know, that I, that I never was gonna be able to attain. And I, as soon as I just for once did me, things worked for me. And I was like, oh damn, that's what I, I should have just been doing me. But I didn't know what me was because I was so so convoluted by everything else. So I think that was the biggest. Mistake I made, and I, once I corrected it, I, I found my grace, and I'm I'm thankful to God for that. Amazing. She, what about you? I would say my biggest trial and error that I can I can think of is probably just being a little bit too reserved. I'm extremely talented, multi talented, and I think that during the course of the years, I kind of just dwindled back and 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 laid back a little bit more than I should have. Even just when I first started out making music, like I was making my own music, I was rapping, I was performing, I was doing this, I was doing that and so I think that over the years I kind of just settled back within this seat and it's it's good because it taught me leadership skills it definitely taught me how to be a better producer because I recorded a lot of people so I kind of I kind of reduced myself to being an engineer and I feel like it was great because now I can executive produce anybody but um if anything you know just just laying back a little bit too much just not being as forward Okay, and my other question would be, because this book goes on to really teach people about business and help them understand their business as being a creative. How does a songwriter and a producer budget? Because the way you get paid is different from like how artists get paid. Like, how do you reinvest in yourself? How do you budget and say, okay, I know I made this much from publishing and I need it to last six months until the next publishing. Like, like what's sort of your financial structure if, if a, a producer or songwriter is looking at you guys and say, okay, now I know how to structure my stuff when I'm coming up. I don't know, because I'm spending it. I say first and foremost, <laughs> pay your taxes. I can tell you that. You're taking hey, that. Yo, taxes. You're taking that 30, that 40% out. Hey, you know? don't miss when he said, haven't paid my taxes, I'm too, too turned up. up. Don't Turn that off. Don't listen to <laughs> Not off. Don't be motivated by that, man. Pay them taxes. <laughs> okay, for sure. So, so at least set aside that 30 or 40% and when the okay. money comes in, Okay, so don't 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 mess that up. And then as a as a songwriter producer, y'all y'all get pub quarterly, right? Mm -hmm. will, will publishing be the main source of income or or is it different? Well, I know at y'all level it's probably different, but yeah. normally I guess. Yeah, normally. Yeah, normally. Yeah. Whatever whatever you're doing, like it's it's a lot of different streams, but like as primarily as when you start, it's just coming in from it's your, publishing. your royalties. Well when yeah. when you guys were getting those checks quarterly, was there any sort of strategy to how I make this last for the next, you know, 90 days? You know, no, not necessarily for us. We just thank God that we just weren't in situations where we had to like financially have to like make those type of, it's just, all, we've always been situation financially. And I think partly because we made the sacrifice to live like with her mom for like years. You know, I know a lot of struggling like producers and songwriters that are like trying, just trying to live outside of their means. Like, you got this whole lavish apartment. It's like, yo, y'all, if you got to move you in with four or five people, 
go home with mama like so you really can focus on you know getting the work done and and saving your money i feel like just we put ourselves in a really really good situation like financially just like living with somebody until we were able you know what i mean make it make it work i was telling somebody about this guy um what my, my first publishing deal was and i was like at that point you, it sounds like a lot of money to you but then at the end of the day after you pay you pay everybody you gotta pay and then you look you like oh this is a regular salary <laughs> making 725 when i really <laughs> yeah when you break it down my last question to you guys and i appreciate y'all time tremendously the book is obviously for people to begin to self-educate so that's the biggest problem in music is just that lack of education how important has self-education been in you guys' journey? It's so important, man. So important. My life has changed from knowledge. Knowledge is gold right now. And so, so important to make sure that you're educated so you're not even, you're not swindled, you're not um, misinformed. misinformed, you're totally aware of your life. Your life, your life is actually your career. It's like your life. I have a, a relationship with life. And so when you when you take in the knowledge, that's how you have a true relationship with life. And so please look up as much information as possible and ask people. Like even I, I reached out to you not too long ago. I was like, yo, like, I know you have the knowledge on this. I've seen what you're doing. Can you just give me a little help? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so people around you, get get the knowledge. I think that one of the things that has helped us in this in this industry is just having knowledge of self, introspective work, and you know, learning just how to how to treat people. You know, it's not a, a, a lot of times that I think that it was our talent that got us in the room, but I think it was just the grace that got us in the room. It was like our heart started to work inward. You could see it outward. Yeah. I think people try to skip the small steps, and you can't. Skip the small things, you know what I mean? It's how, how you make people feel can go a long way. Yeah, yeah and, and to add on to that, when we go in the studio, when we're working for an artist, we pray for them. Mm -hmm. We look up information about them. Like, our hearts are really to be of service. And so she's right. That's why some of the times we've just been blessed to be in these situations because of how we feel about, and about humanity in general. The, the thing that has come up a lot in these interviews that I've been doing for this book is just being of service. Everybody I talk to, they all bring up being of service. You know what I mean? Like that's how that's how they were able to get to where they're at. It's just being of service. So I'm so happy that you pointed that out as well. Yeah, even in the Bible in the New Testament, it talks about uh, the highest name in the kingdom is servant. Mm. Um, we got a T-shirt that says servant on it. it it's, it's coming out uh, with the heirs in Christ. Make sure we get you one. For sure, please send Quick me little one. Pub. And then quickly, how, how how can people find you all? How can they find Blue June? How can they find Chi? I'm sorry, how can they find Nova Wave? Across all media, uh, social media platforms is Nova Wave, N-O-V-A-W-A-V. -A -A Us individually, I am B-L-U underscore J-U-N-E. And I am C-H-I underscore C-O-N-E-Y. Well, thank you, Nova Wave. Thank you, Blue. Thank you, Chi. I really appreciate y'all. Everybody, thank you for tuning in to the 10 Hours Commandment podcast. I know y'all just learned a lot. Tune in to the next one next week, man. I'll see y'all soon.